Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I want to start by putting the last 24, 48 hours into perspective. The media, who has gotten two presidential elections wrong in their careers, talking about modern political history here, two times the media has declared the wrong person the winner for the presidency. Two times. Once in my lifetime... The other dealt with an amazing headline that everybody will remember in history. Dewey defeats Truman. It didn't happen. Not only that, but in my lifetime, I still have the screenshots. I still have one of them framed in my office. It is a decision desk picture from TV from ABC News. And it says decision 2020. George Bush, Republican candidate, governor above his name of Texas. 242 electoral votes. On the right, with a check mark next to his name, it shows Vice President Al Gore being declared the winner of the presidency with 271 votes. To the right of that, I have another picture from CNN. CNN has on their screen, winner, Al Gore, Democrat, 43rd President of the United States of America, winning 25 electoral votes in Florida to put him over the top of the time. That's right. This is what happened when the media tells you who is the president. The media is obsessed with being the first to call an election. 
The media is obsessed with beating everybody else to make themselves look smart. That used to be the case. That's honestly what happened in 2000, is there was a rush to be the best news channel, the best news station, the best news reporting and gathering service. And it wasn't actually to undermine the election in 2000. It was more about the just flat-out ignorance and arrogance of the media. This time in 2020, it is different. This time, it's about hurrying up and pushing us down the road, regardless of the questions, the legal issues, the lawsuits that are being filed. This time, the media is actively working for the Biden-Harris campaign. Now, let me also remind you something about 2000, when the media had like a little bit of, of, I don't know, originality or a little bit of, you know, they had they had some scruples, right? They had a little bit of integrity. And it may have been just because they didn't want to look stupid again after screwing up so bad saying Al Gore was the president. It may be that, all right? I want to be clear about it. It could be that. But regardless of their motives, what the media did after their total debacle in 2000s, they all shut up and they let the legal process play out in Florida. No one called the election for Al Gore or George Bush for 37 days. We, the American people, were given 37 days for the legal process to run its course. The media shut up and didn't declare a winner for those 37 days to allow the election to run its course. For the ballots to be recounted and to stare at through magnifying glass and the hanging chads and the list goes on and on. Did they report on the news? Absolutely. They reported on the runoff, but they none of them declared a winner. Until it went to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court decided moving forward what was about to happen. And that was that George Bush was the president. Now, to be clear, the media got it wrong. Second thing about this election, the media got this election wrong when it comes to all their polling. And pollsters used to actually care about getting it right. Now it's about influencing the election. They don't care if they get it wrong. They're worse than the weathermen. No offense to weathermen out there, but you get my point. They, they are worse than, than, than the weathermen out there, okay? They are worse than the weathermen at getting it wrong. But now the pollsters that got the election wrong you know, back in 2000 and some other elections, they wanted to get it right because they didn't want to look like idiots. This time, they don't care anymore. 2016, it was to influence you that hopefully if you saw that a candidate that they liked, Hillary Clinton, or a candidate they liked this time, Joe Biden, is up by four or five or six points, that you'll be less likely to come out and vote because you think your vote doesn't matter in a place like Michigan or Wisconsin or Pennsylvania. Look at the media. The media is the polls, right? They're the ones that pay for them. They're the ones that do them. They're the ones that report them. They're the ones that put their name on them. A CNN poll, Washington Post poll, ABC News poll. They do their polling. They do their own polling. They are the ones who decide which pollsters they're going to hire. They got it all wrong. Was it by accident? I would argue no. It was deliberate. It was deliberate to make sure that conservatives... And people that were going to vote for Donald Trump in these important swing states looked at these polls, and the polls influenced them to not go out and vote. 
This is an orchestrated effort by the media to force their will on the people of the United States of America. And I checked. I checked the Constitution. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say that the media decides who's the president of the United States of America. is. It's not there, folks. It's, it's not. Go read it. We gave Al Gore 37 days to run the process before we decided who was the president. Why would we not do the same thing this time? Why would we not afford the 71 million Americans that voted for President Trump the same consideration that we gave to Al Gore back in 2000? My point is, I am using the Al Gore standard here. Are there issues that need to be resolved? Yes. Let me give you an example. There's a new report out. Poll workers in Wisconsin may have unlawfully altered thousands of mail-in ballots due to unlawful guidance from the state's election commission, according to a new report tonight. According to Wisconsin law, an absentee ballot requires that it be signed by a witness who also lists his or her address should the ballot not contain the witness address the ballot is disallowed and must be returned to the voter so that the witness can provide that information however according to new reports coming out sources are now claiming that quote clerks and vote counters in the state wrote in the witness signatures themselves. Furthermore, the report claims that the election workers chose to write in the addresses because they were illegally advised to do so by the Wisconsin Election Commission. If the poll workers did, in fact, write the address in, the ballots are automatically invalid by law. The statute is very, very, very clear is what retired Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman said today. If an absentee ballot does not have a witness address on it, it's not valid. That ballot is not valid. According to the retired Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice, what happened is the Wisconsin Election Commission sent uniform instructions to voters with their mail-in ballots, and inform them that their witness must sign and provide their full address, street number, street name, city, in the certification of witness section, and warn that if any of the required information above is missing, your ballot will not be counted. But they didn't do that. Apparently, the Wisconsin Election Commission appears to be aware Now, the questionable legality of their directive, given that the commission told clerks to write the address in using red ink, which would make the ballots easier to locate during a recount. The Republican Party of Wisconsin estimates that thousands of witness addresses have been changed, thus invalidating the ballots on which they appeared. The statutory remedy for this is to subtract the number of votes for the candidate for whom those ballots were cast, meaning that vote totals may substantially change in the days to come. President Trump's campaign has confirmed tonight they are investigating the scale in which clerks and election workers were were altering these ballots, as well as several other incidents 
that it has termed irregularities. President Trump has also publicly called for a recount of Wisconsin's vote. Now, as it stands, Joe Biden won the state by about 20,000 votes. In addition to investigating potentially invalid ballots in Wisconsin, the Trump legal team is also looking at potential irregularities and allegations of fraud in several other states. So let's talk about those other states. In fact, let's look real quick at what's going on in Arizona. I'll say it again. The media does not get to decide who becomes the president of the United States of America. There's a cautionary tale about what's going on in Arizona. On Friday morning, Joe Biden had a lead in the battleground state of Arizona that stood at 47,000 votes. By this morning, that lead had dropped all the way down to below 18,000. Friday morning, and of course, the state had already been called, 47,000 votes he was in the lead. This morning, Joe Biden only has an 18,000 vote lead. It gets worse. There's still another 3% of the total vote to come in. 3%, which means Arizona is still in play. But the media wants you to believe that it's all over because they said so. And I'm going to have that conversation for you in just a moment. But first, I want to say thank you to our incredible sponsor, AMAC, the number one conservative organization in the country who right now is burning the midnight oil, protecting your vote. AMAC is a conservative organization with 2.3 million members, and they are fighting right now to make sure that your vote is counted the right way, the appropriate way, that your vote is not being canceled out by an illegal ballot. If you are ready to have someone standing up for you and your rights, join AMAC for free for one year. I'm going to give you a one-year free membership to the conservative organization AMAC. That's right, an entire year for free. And the AMAC magazine. They'll keep you updated on everything going on with this election as well. And you're going to love knowing that someone is fighting for you and your voice to be heard. How do you get your membership? Go online to benfreeonline.com. That's benfreeonline.com. Benfreeonline.com. Quick break. We'll come right back. And we'll have Jordan Seculo from the Trump campaign joining us next from his legal team. 600 WRC 92.1 FM. So Friday, Friday you have literally... A huge lead is what the media says. It's all over, folks. Look at Arizona. There's no way that Donald Trump can come back from 47,000 votes down. By Friday night, that number drops from 47,000 to 31. By Saturday night, that number had whittled down to 18,713 vote lead. 0.62% of the vote margin is what we're talking about between the two candidates. Now, here's the other thing. As of right now in Arizona, there's still, we've been told, between 200 and 240,000 votes left to be counted. Let's talk about the 3% that came in over the weekend from Friday morning until today and what happened. In that 3% of the vote that was counted, Trump 
won a significant number, clearly, of those votes that came in. Donald Trump, in that 3% of the vote that was counted, netted a 25,066 vote increase. Increase, folks. You got another 3% to be counted. Remember how the Trump campaign said they believe they'd win by 6,000? Guess what? That number is still holding if the last 3% does what we believe it's going to do. Yet the media says, nope, it's over. You have to accept that this guy who we tell you is the president, Joe Biden, is the president. The media doesn't get to decide who's the president. And I'll leave it at that. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 